Big signings this week, Dalvin Cook and Zeke Elliott. Star running backs find new homes. What does it mean for those teams in New England, New York, and your fantasy teams, more importantly? On today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to the everydayers out there. You can be one. Just subscribe on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. And by the way, get those questions in for this week's mailbag episode in the YouTube comments or at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on the socials. All right. Uh, big news this week is some uh, veteran running backs finding new squads. And Dalvin Cook signs a one-year contract with the New York Jets. And he gets a little bit more money uh, than... Zeke Elliott gets with the New England Patriots. So let's start with Dalvin and the Jets. I found it interesting that Brees Hall, I, immediately I was like, okay, this is probably bad news for Brees Hall, maybe his recovery, mm-hmm. the Jets don't trust it. And they activated Brees Hall like instantly right after they signed Dalvin Cook too. So you see this as a two-headed monster? Do you see this as a hedge just in case? This is a team that doesn't want an injured running back to derail their big hopes this year in New York. Probably all the above. I mean, I don't know how contrived or planned it was to kind of throw Hall a bone and activate him the same day. Like that can't be a coincidence. Is all I'm saying. You know. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like okay. I mean, it, it, that's good news. Everybody's hunky dory. We're all unicorns and rainbows and blah blah blah. Um, so I do think they are slightly concerned, at least, with Hall's recovery. However, and, and I also thought that when they drafted Ibaconda out of pit too, like I'm like they don't need another back. They, you know, they have Michael Carter in the mix as well. It's like that seemed like a, a, you know a little bit of a red flag back then. But we also know a few things. You know, like let's not forget the NFC North connection here. I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Lafleur played against Cook twice a year. Understand his impact on the game. And as important to that is those Green Bay days, they had Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and used them together at times. We saw pony packages with the two of them in the game. And Hall and Cook are both really good receivers, um, both kind of, I would say, Aaron Jones-level receivers, which I mean is a compliment. And Cook's not a young man, and they're in it to win it. And, you know, I do think the money – Says volumes, though. You know, I mean, it's they really wanted him. That's big bucks for a back. I mean, that's not that much less than Saquon's getting and guys like that per year. Per year, uh, Zeke Elliott getting one year six million dollars in New England. Real quick on the on the backfield now in New York from a fantasy perspective, definitely limits the upside for Brees Hall because Cook is going to be involved. And the question is, is he going to be the back early in the season? Do the Jets worry about Brees Hall, and um, is it going to be a straight 
committee. I would assume Brees Hall's still the starter, and you have a veteran backup, but it might creep towards 50-50 in the carries department. They're both good receiving the football, so it's not like you can count on one to have a, a much bigger role in the passing game right now than the other, and we'll see what that ends up looking like for them. Maybe they trust the veteran more on third downs in Cook. Um, maybe they trust the you know the the more dynamic runner and receiver in Brees Hall just on his on his younger legs, but they're not fresher legs necessarily coming off an ACL. So uh, really interesting there, and, and it really limits I think the the high end impact that probably fantasy owners were hoping they were going to get in year two from Brees Hall, and let you know unless one of them gets hurt, then the other guy's super valuable all of a sudden. No question. So I've been giving this a lot of thought, and it wasn't long ago we went down my running back ranks. And at that time, and really up until the signing, I had Hall somewhere between like 11 and 13. He was like in the Aaron Jones, Najee Harris, Jameer Gibbs, Kenneth Walker neighborhood for fantasy. And Dalvin Cook, I pretty much just kind of had sitting on the side, hoping he ended up in Miami or something like that. You know, somewhere that where he didn't have to fight anyone for competition. Now, maybe I'm overreacting, but... I'm kind of avoiding both players for fantasy and I have cook at 19 hall at 22. Like who would you have hired? I would have hall higher. Would you? But I don't know. I can get over the money. I feel like they, this is a, this is a sign that, you know, maybe he's not going to miss weeks or anything because he has been uh-huh. activated Brees hall, but that they don't trust where he's going to be and usually it takes right. a full calendar year to be back or, or more you know the second year after an acl is when you're really really 100 percent. so just the uncertainty there and leaning on the veteran running back uh, i can't imagine cook is like not involved and they gave him money that would indicate that he's going to be involved and so that worries me for both of them because you know there's no reason to to keep both of them off the field. Like there's no, there's right, just, right. like cook is a guy's like, Oh, we're not going to use him now after we signed him. And for Brees Hall, it's like, Oh, we got cook. So we're not going to use this, you know, potential star running back that we drafted last year, in the second round. So they're both going to be involved limits. their upside. Uh, I, I it's going to be hard to draft either one of their current ADP. I know. Yeah. I'm avoiding to be honest. And it's a blow for fantasy. Um, I think their thoughts on the whole subject are, we got 17 games ahead of us, hopefully three more on top of that in the playoffs. And we're not, we're going to need more than what we have to get through all that and get to our goals. So yeah, they, they went through where, camp and they're like, well, yeah. it, it, we can't just end up in week eight or week one. And it's Carter and Abanaconda. Like that's not going to happen. Exactly. It's not more. So the, it's, smart. it's smart to have a stable of running backs in the NFL. Uh, you know, who yeah. knows that better than anybody? It's Bill Belichick. And, oh, real quick, and, and the other thing too is if, if you're Belichick. So yeah. Ramondre Stevenson stock, where's that for you now that Zeke Elliott signs with the Pats? Um, one more nugget with the Jets, though, and I meant to say this to start the show. Dalvin Cook is phenomenal in pass protection. Well, we don't want Rodgers getting hit with some rookie or second year running back not mm-hmm. knowing the protections, too. You know what I mean? Like that stuff's really important to attack, you know, to protect the major investment. Zeke also is really good in protection, but yep. I this one doesn't quite add up to me. Like I didn't move Ramondre Stevenson at all on my list. I mean, he's still my ninth back. Maybe I'll regret that for fantasy. And Zeke Elliott will be the goal line back and end up with Jamal Williams like season, you know, just stealing from everybody else. But I don't think Elliott moves the needle for me. And frankly, I'm shocked he's making as much as he is. I'm out. I'm out on all of them. 
Really? Well, actually, you know who is helped the most by all of this is Zeke Elliott. Because Zeke Elliott was right. on the forgotten list. And uh, in fact, uh, I drafted Dalvin Cook in, a, in an underdog best ball draft like the day before. It's a slow draft. And it was like, you know, okay. nine hours before he signed, I, I drafted him because I just didn't like what else was there on the board for me. I don't know if his stock is a ton higher because, you know, his, his role isn't clear. But I feel good about drafting him there because of the talent and where he ended up would probably be, you know, an opportunity that he could even be a, an RB. You know, if he's if he ends up being one of the top 12 running backs in the NFL this year, fantasy wise, you're not going to be shocked with Dalvin Cook. With Zeke, I don't right. feel that way about him. No. You didn't have to draft him anywhere near that area anyway. And just knowing what's going on with the Patriots, it, it's funny because all offseason is like, man, the Patriots are really going to go with one guy. Nope, they're not. They never do. <laughs> they will not. Bill Belichick will never go with one guy. And uh, I, I think it really hurts the, the potential ceiling for Ramondre Stevenson because he's going to get vultured for touchdowns, vultured for some passing down work. And Zeke's going to work in. Uh, is Zeke going to be awesome? Is it going to be a 50-50 split? No, I don't think so. But we've just seen mm. it much with the Patriots. They use a lot of running backs. And they're going they to. They do. And I had some high hopes. I mean, I know this is down the line. But I had some high hopes for Pierre Strong. It's just like a yeah. you know, at the back of your dynasty guy. roster. It, yeah. It, you want to draft Pierre Strong higher than Zeke. And now I wouldn't. Right. Right, right, right. I thought Pierre Strong might be. Vereen or White or one of those type of guys for them. And I guess he still could be, and then it's a three-headed backfield, but this muddy things for sure. And that's the thing, you never know, because you think it's going to be, okay, 50% Ramondre, 25% Zeke, you know, 15% strong, and then you end up with strong getting more carries than both of them in week four all of a sudden out of nowhere, you know, and then he disappears after that. So you just never know what the Patriots is. No, you don't. I, I hate it. I hate it for Ramon J. Stevenson stock. Still good. Still good running back. He's going to have value. Just uh, takes it, takes a big hit. You're right. I mean, and we look back at the Belichick era. I bet last year's the anomaly where there was only one back and that was kind of by default, but it's just not what he wants to do. I mean, and we're talking fantasy here. I think both right, are right, smart right. signings by the teams. Short one-year contracts for running backs. Get a veteran that you know can handle everything you need, every down that you need. Uh, you know, cover yourself for injuries that happen at the position. And you wonder why it's hard for Barkley, hard for Josh Jacobs to get these big long-term deals. It's like, well, you could just you, anybody could just sign Dalvin Cook for one yeah. year. You're fine, you know. Or so, after Kareem Hunt. I mean, there's right. a lot of there, still yeah. guys out there. Right, right, right. All right. Uh, there's some injuries around the NFL. Uh, some players being activated. Brees Hall was one of those, another rookie activated. And Anthony Richardson. I went back and, and watched a lot of the quarterbacks for week one preseason. And uh, I've got some big takes, Matt. Cool. Let's go. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Nutrafol. You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. That's what it's all about. Men think losing their hair is inevitable. Take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science-backed hair growth supplement for men. Nutrafol's the, the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated, natural, science-backed ingredients. They're drug-free, uh, patented technology, provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. So none of those side effects 
with Nutrafol. All you got to do is go to Nutrafol.com slash men and take their health quiz and identify your causes for some potentially thinning hair and get thicker uh, where you need it. Uh, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for better, healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, that's spelled Nutrafol, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men and use promo code LOCKEDONNFL. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Okay, Matt, uh, some injuries around the league, and uh, it's looking like we've lost. I think it's been pretty good camp. There, there hasn't been too many yeah. injuries that have uh, that have plagued teams right now, and you knock on wood because it could happen at any moment to anybody, whether it's practice or games. Um, but Marlon Humphrey uh, is, is look like he's going to be out for a little while. It's not season injury, but he has a foot injury. He's going to have surgery, it looks like, today sometime, Wednesday. And he'll be out for over a month, which means he's going to miss some regular season action. This is huge for them, to be honest with you. I mean, if you're listing Ravens, you don't want to lose. There aren't many above him, in my opinion. And here's why. I mean, first of all, I think their change in offense will go well. I do. I mean, I think it's the right move. But I also think the first month might have some growing pains. I mean, there's no team in the league changing scheme more dramatically than the Ravens. You know, so... That this doesn't come overnight, but I do think that's a really good move. They did the same thing on defense last year. I, I mean, Wink Martindale was the D coordinator there for a long time, and he was blitz, 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 leave my corners on islands. And last year was the opposite. Last year was four man pressures, simulated pressures, and mixed results. And I've been saying all along before this injury, and it's not because I'm a Steeler fan, you know, and the red dreaded Ravens, but you look at their depth chart, I thought their defensive line was very suspect. You know, your Ajabo and Owe might be great. They might be. You know, I mean, we haven't seen enough from them. Ajabo only played 24 snaps last year. And I think their defensive tackle rotation, minus uh, Matabuke, who's a good player, is also kind of blah you know i mean like their defensive front if you're only gonna rush four isn't you know game changing and i've also think and there's been a lot of talk that they've been in the hunt for another corner before this injury and humphrey i thought took a little bit of a step back last year but he's a really good player he's very adept outside or the slot and I don't know why, but the the rumblings out of Baltimore were, we don't want him in the slot anymore. Maybe he's get so beat up there. No one thinks about that. Slot receivers and slot corners get the crap beat out of them. They have to mm-hmm. tackle Derrick Henry and take on guards, you know, like, trees. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're the littlest guy in the forest, you know? So they wanted to put him outside and they really don't have a great slot option to make that happen. You know, what they did was use Kyle Hamilton there last year as a big, big, big slot but they want him to be a safety. So the fact that Humphrey can do both at a high level had a lot of value. I thought he was their best corner and they don't really have a replacement. You know, they kind of got rock you sin late in the process, but um, I would be very worried about the defense overall. Really big year for the year two guys, the the rookies last year, you mentioned Ojabo, Travis Jones. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the yeah, yeah. I, liked, I love the, the Ravens draft. 
in 2022. Uh, but a big year for those guys to step up in year two because they're counting on, uh, on on some young players to fill in some some pretty big roles there. Absolutely, absolutely. And I love their draft too, and I still think I do, Linderbaum and Hamilton and those guys. But if you look, since Ozzy hung it up, their draft hasn't yielded the results that you think on draft day. You know, I mean, like yeah. Mel always gives a good grade, and they always have all these – five fourth round picks and all these comp picks. They haven't gotten a ton out of the draft the last three years or so. Like, you, like you're saying, these guys need to step up now. Right. And we haven't seen it yet with Oway and just some traitsy right. guys, but uh, some of the, some of these guys got to hit and be more traits and, and uh, more than traits and, and be football players. hundred percent, hundred percent. That defense worries me in a really competitive division. Uh, good news for the Raiders. Tyree Wilson, their first round draft pick, has been activated off the pup list. So what we're seeing this week, Matt, is a lot of teams. It really feels like this is a serious week in the uh, in the NFL schedule. Teams are getting serious, signing veteran players, getting ready to play real football right now as they get ready for preseason week number two. Yeah, well said. I mean, that is the vibe you're getting this week. We got one game under our belt. We've been protecting some of these guys a little bit. Brees Hall, Wilson, these type of dudes that are – highly valuable but they're young and we need to get them some playing time you know so we need to get to see what gear them up for opening day maybe get some preseason reps under their belt too and boy we have a couple holes let's go sign some people because I, I think you're right I think coaches are way more conscious than ever about protecting their star players and not beating them up too much in camp let alone in preseason games but this week we've seen a couple injuries you know I mean the Bucs just lost their third receiver, Russell Gage. He's out for the year, you know, and they don't have a lot else. I mean, at Evans' age, at Godwin's age, could they be trade candidates? Like, it doesn't sound like much to lose Russell Gage for the year, but they don't have a lot of options. Yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, you start yeah, to get real quick in this league. So depth is important, and depth is going to play a factor for a lot of football teams. So um, you hate to see that. Uh, there's right. some good injury notes, some, but uh, some bad news as well. Russell Gage, yeah, out for the year now. And um, the one good injury note I want to mention, which really has me perplexed for fantasy, is news came out. They've been rumblings about this, and I still wouldn't believe it. Wouldn't believe it. Javante Williams is going to play this week. Like, I thought he was going to miss a huge chunk of, you know, have a J.K. Dobbins like start to his season. Now, I love that player. If he looks like himself this week, I might skyrocket him up my fantasy boards. That is a sneaky one. That, that's yeah. one of the big things you can do, whether you're drafting best balls right now or preparing for your draft. Sometimes it might normalize by the time you're drafting on Labor Day or something like that, you know, because some player gets back and you see something in preseason, it really changes rankings. But it's hard for whatever the preseason spring rankings were for whatever, you know, you know, if you draft on one platform versus another, mm -hmm. it's hard for someone like Javante Williams, who could be a league-winning type player, if he's what everybody was hoping was going to be for their team last year, who I drafted. Right. Uh, in, a, in the Peacock and Williamson Fantasy League, I think I drafted at the turn. I drafted, because I think I had the first or second pick, that, and, and I drafted at the turn, Javante Williams, Kyle Pitts. It didn't turn <laughs> out great for me last year I, in that league. Yeah, I think it was a lot of both league. those guys, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, young superstar players that are on this path, you're like, ah, oh, league winners. And you're like, nope, actually, you're not going to get anything from either one of them. Are. And so um, it, he could be that, but you don't have to pay that price right now in fantasy mm -hmm. leagues. And you get good news that it looks like he might actually play. It's like, okay, maybe the play is right now, draft Devontae Williams and not Brees Hall now. 
Maybe, maybe. I mean, I, I loved Williams when that injury hit. Right before that injury hit, we always do our dynasty, dynasty running back ranks. He was like my second or third. I mean, I thought he had, has a great future ahead of him. And you know, we know in Denver, it's very clear what Sean Payton wants to do. I mean, they want to run the ball with a power back, you know, and they're you know paying McGlinchey and paying the guard and, you know, trying to take things off Wilson's plate. So I was investing in P. Ryan heavy, just counting on Javante not to be himself. But I'm real curious how this yeah. goes. The next and I never ahead. felt good about paying a lot for P. Ryan, too. So mm-hmm. when you're talking ADP, maybe Javante Williams is a really solid play, sort of a post-hype sleeper for your fantasy leagues right now. And Sean Payton loves throwing the ball to his running backs, too. I was thinking that, too. He's also a very accomplished receiver, good in protection. I mean, if he's back, that's a bit of a game changer for the Broncos in a good way that I didn't count on. All right, Matt, I combed through some more tape from week one cool. of the preseason, and I know it's a small sample, but I've got some big ideas, uh, especially about one future superstar in the NFL. Future yeah. superstar. Thank you so much, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you are an everydayer and sub up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Okay, Matt, uh, so I went through, watched a lot of the quarterbacks again because I'd kind of seen glimpses and pictures here and there, and, you know, you look at the box scores, and I, I wanted to go back and, and really, because it, this is a fun time of year, you really get to see new players in new places for the first time, mm-hmm. and so I went back and watched Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, and, you know, I was locked in and, and watched multiple times, combed through every single snap and every single step and bit of footwork from Trey Lance and, you know, looking at some Jordan love and looking at, you know, young quarterbacks around the league, especially and some other uh, young players and, and see what they look like in their new digs. Right. And so like Kenny Pickett. Feel, and look, Anthony Richardson didn't play him. <laughs> Kenny Pickett. <laughs> he was one of them. He impressed okay. me. Loved what I saw good. Kenny Pickett playing with timing and rhythm. Looked like a veteran quarterback. Looked like a guy who played, Four years of college football, right? Stepping yep, up yep. in the pocket when he needed to. He doesn't have the wow tools that some other guys have, but I liked it. Like, I don't know if it's going to be a game manager career, what, what it's going to end up looking like for him. He's got some traits. He's got a fine arm. Uh, I don't know about the two gloves thing. He, uh, <laughs> he's got some athleticism too, you know. Uh, is he going to be a, a Kirk Cousins type career? Kirk Cousins plus? Is he never going to get to that level even? I have no idea. He's not the traitsiest guy, but you watch him play year two. He's like, it looks like an NFL quarterback. It's like a starting yeah. quarterback. And some quarterbacks he drafted for the first round, you can't say that about, you know, by no the time doubt. they get to their year two training camp. So that was the exciting. Kenny Pickett was one of them, and, and I was impressed. I liked what I saw from Kenny Pickett. What I, I didn't, didn't expect you to throw me that bone, but I also don't think he's your future superstar, is he? No, he is not my, my future superstar. And okay. the numbers weren't great for Anthony Richardson through an early mm-hmm. interception. Oh, I am all in, Matt. Like I am too. Panther screwed up. He was one dot one. This is and like this is a small sample. It's too early to really put this on him. But I saw the important things that I wanted to see from Anthony Richardson. You never know until you see a guy in the NFL and what he looks like. And you know, obviously, we knew the height, weight, speed, arm is crazy. Crazy. And you see that out there. You see the easy, just the easy velocity. He's putting balls where other guys can't. A beautiful corner out he threw the receiver wasn't able to uh to catch it but i mean it's like okay this is this is star level talent physically yes but one year starter in college you're skeptical right and there was a reason why he wasn't the first pick in the draft and and really he got he dra- was drafted about as high as anyone could have expected right. it reminds me a lot of when patrick mahomes came out i'm not calling him the next patrick mahomes or anything like that but remember the the mahomes evaluation it was like there was reasons why 
GMs around the league and evaluators are like, I don't know what to do with this guy. Mm-hmm. And right. one team saw the talent. It was like, there's too much talent here. And even like the day before the draft, there were in uh, back in 2017, there were mock drafts that had Patrick Mahomes going in the 20s, going in the top around two, even, you know, like everyone knew he's like he was rising, but nobody knew where to put him. It was the same kind of thing this year with with Anthony Richardson. It's like, where's he gonna go in the draft? Is he gonna go late? Is he gonna fall? Like we saw some of the quarterbacks last year. And no, uh, there was one team that was really convicted and believed in him. And uh, the talent is obvious. And it was just, there was too much talent there. And he ended up going number four overall. And and I watched him and I saw the important things. He's not ready there yet. He is not fully formed. He is still raw. But I was impressed by his comfortability in the pocket, how quickly he was ready to throw the football. And it didn't. It wasn't a, a a pretty stat line necessarily, but you put all the physical tools together with a guy who's who 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 clearly has a grasp on what's happening on the on his offense is ready to throw the ball even before his receiver breaks anticipation. Some things from the pocket that I saw that were clues. It wasn't fully formed again, but I saw the pieces to go with his physical ability. And it was like, uh-oh, th- this guy might be a big problem for a long time in the NFL. I was impressed, and, and I'm all in. I'm all in on Anthony Richards. I am too. I, I, I Just to add a couple things to that, I know his completion percentage was terrible at Florida. I, I get that. But much like Lamar early in his career, after Lamar's rookie year, I went back and watched every throw. And there's a misconception. Frankly, there's a stereotype for some of these athletic quarterbacks too. Because sometimes when Lamar would miss, it was like he threw it the fourth row. Like, I mean, they're bad, bad misses, which isn't any different than just off the fingertips when it's all said and done. And Richardson has some of those, too. Like, whoa, where did that one come from? I mean, he he hit the mascot like in Major League. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) there's some of those. And they're hard to get around, but they count the same in the end. And I think with his gifts, and by all accounts, work ethic, toughness, maturity, competitiveness are all there, there, there. Trust me. I know a couple of people that know him that say the kid is, kid's great. We've seen Hertz, Dak, Josh Allen get more accurate at the NFL level. Like when I was a scout, oh, you really think someone's going to get more, more accurate at the NFL level? I mean, it's just going to get harder. Well, now with all the science and quarterback coaches, they do. I mean, that has changed 180 degrees. So we know he has tools. And if he has the work ethic, I think his completion percentage will be much higher two years from now than it is now. You know, and not to mention the coach knows exactly how to groom him along in a Jalen Hurts like manner. And he's not, to be frank, in a horrific organization or um, situation. You know, it's not Washington from a couple of years ago where you're just swimming upstream and have little chance to succeed. You know, I mean, right. he's, not, he's in a good spot. Just uh, just make sure Jim Ursay is not a part of the negotiations when you're trying to find him who's next. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was I was really impressed, and you know you might have to look a little bit harder because of the this you know there's some there's some rough edges for sure, and that's to be expected. But I, I saw the clues I needed to see with Anthony Richardson to to really believe he's going to be a, a really good NFL player inside and outside the pocket. And just seeing him flick the ball down the field is like yeah, his special ability. So. Uh, Colts fans should absolutely be excited. And look, yeah. it's too small of a sample. You know, I, I can't really make big conclusions, 
Uh, I believe in Anthony Richardson. It still has to happen. Uh, some of the other quarterbacks, the sample's too small. Uh, you know, like Bryce Young. It's like, I don't know. He looks okay. I like, it's just yeah. it's too early. Like, I'm not going to say he's good or bad. It's just too early for those guys. And it's too early for Richardson to put anything crazy on him. But I, I just felt different watching him than watching these other quarterbacks. Do you agree that if, I don't know, I mentioned Washington or whoever, could have their pick now on August 16th of any of these quarterbacks, and you were the GM of Team X, the Team Peacocks, would you take Richardson over Stroud and Bryce Young to build around? I would. Oh, right now I absolutely would, yes. Yeah, yeah, me yeah. too. Well, I thought the Panthers were crazy trading up to, for Bryce Young anyway, I just see. because he has to be so – because here's the difference in, in Richardson and Young. Young has to be so great at the other stuff because physically he's just good. And so he has to have that, you know, and he showed that playmaker ability in college. It's like, okay, you take a guy. Yeah. We, well, to be honest with you, it's kind of, I, I use the, the Mahomes connection earlier just because of the draft process. And, and some teams didn't know what to do with it. I'm sure the grades on Richardson were just wildly different between teams. And you know, the one team that believes in him might, it might pay off for them. Uh, it might be actually more like what we saw with the the Tua Herbert thing, because yeah. you know the Good Alabama point. quarterback and then the more toolsy, toolsy quarterback that goes later ends up being the better quarterback. Some of our Dolphins fans listeners might disagree with that. Still, I think it's Dave that, that wanted to bet us a, <laughs> a box of built bars about the about those two quarterbacks. Um, but you know, you see the physicality, and if it hits for the guy who's got the bigger talent there's less margin for error because Tua has to be so good, so good on time. He has to be able to make plays and everything else has to be great because his physical ability is only good. Whereas, and it's the same, I would say it's a very similar story for Bryce Young, but for Anthony Richardson, everything else only has to be good because his other ability is great. So I'm not picking on Young, but I, I, I think you said you went back and watched him too. And I like cringed every time he took a hit, like, please get up. I hope you're okay. You know, like it's like two of whenever he's taking hits now, like, Oh, I hope he's all right. You know, if, like if young, and this isn't a bash young, he might be a really good quarterback. He but might be. Yeah. Again, like you have to believe that everything else is going to be so, such high level because he does. When you look at all the best quarterbacks in the NFL, he doesn't match up athletically with the top guys athletically. Mm -hmm. He doesn't match up physically stature wise, which is maybe not a big deal. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, and then, you know, arm-wise, he doesn't match up with the top guys. So you're believing he's just extra special with all the other stuff, and he might be. Um, and, and, you know, it'll take some time with a young quarterback to see that because that's not as easy. It's not going to pop off the tape like some of the, the ability Anthony Richardson has. So maybe I'm getting duped by some of those things. And, you know, maybe I'm getting duped by Justin Fields because I really believe in him. But Fields didn't show this level of anticipation and, and ability in the pocket to – throw on time like Anthony Richardson has done already in his first preseason game, which, which is really the thing that has me excited. Yeah. And, you know, we often talk about the super, you know, led by Pat Mahomes, the superheroes at quarterback, Allen and all these guys that are just rare physical specimens. And to me, that makes the NFL go round. You almost need one of those guys to be a consistent competitor and maybe he doesn't hit, but Richardson has a better chance to be that guy the superhero than young. Well, I guess he, he could be Mighty Mouse. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's actually a pretty. That's a pretty. Yeah, that's not nice necessarily, but that's kind of who he has to be to win. Mighty Mouse. Uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. All right, good stuff. Um, let us know what you guys think. Did you did you see any future superstars in the small sample? Like, 
we're making too big of proclamations here after one preseason game. We're going to get another. We're going to double our sample size, Matt, here in preseason week two. I love some it, yeah. players, and uh, I can't wait. And we'll we'll talk about some of our favorites to watch upcoming this week. And get your mailbag questions, topics, statements into us on the YouTube comments or on Twitter at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Matt and I back tomorrow. Peacock and Williamson. <laughs>